Hi there, everybody. It's Jay from the Gridiron Breakdown here with another quick hits. This time I want to talk about how the seeming chaos of the season may lead us to the same ending that we're used to, but with a twist. Thanks again for listening and especially to subscribing to the audio uh, versions of the podcast here. Of course, you can always find everything to do with this podcast at thegridironbreakdown.com. What I'm going to be doing is uh, in response to a great article written by Sheehan Jararaja over at uh, CBS Sports. It's actually linked in the episode description if you want to check it out, talking about all of the seeming chaos that's happened this year in the college football season through seven weeks. 47 teams that were once ranked in the top 25 have fallen uh, through the first seven weeks of the season. It's a brand new record. 21 teams that were in the preseason AP top 25 have all lost at least one game, if not multiple. And there's 14 of them who've fallen completely out of the poll. Notably, the one that everyone obviously remembers is Clemson. Uh, number two's, you know, I mean, it, it's been a bad time to be any kind of rank in the top 25, it seems, because anybody can beat anybody any week. There seems to be inscrutable uh, upsets every weekend. I mean, who would have thought, even with a beat-up team and a beat-up quarterback, Penn State could only manage 10 points in regulation against Illinois last week and then, you know, would go nine overtimes deep and only get eight more points. Um, you know, crazy stuff like that's happening all over the place. But even though it does feel chaotic, kind of like the way the 2007 season, I see that referenced a lot in sports media, was – we're still hurtling toward what might be considered the chalky ending that we're used to with the playoff four. Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama, really only Clemson and Notre Dame to some extent, but especially Clemson, are the teams that aren't in it. Those other ones, eh, most people expected some version of Georgia, Alabama. In fact, I saw several preseason predictions that had both of them in there. And somewhere or another, and then Oklahoma and Ohio State, you know, going through their conference slate, winning and winding up in the playoff again. Now we've got some potential party crashers this year. We always seem to. Cincinnati, the G5 darling this year, and look, they've got some impressive wins on their schedule, no doubt. Um, I happen to think they're going to be left out. I think that's just how the committee works, but we'll see. Maybe not. Michigan and Michigan State are both undefeated and playing each other. This weekend, um, they could be party crashers should they run it. And then there's teams like Wake Forest that's undefeated and Pitt that's only got one loss. And as I mentioned, Notre Dame, they've only got one loss still. Could they get in this thing? Maybe. Don't know. But it does seem like we're probably heading toward hmm, teams that we're used to seeing in that final four. We may get one different one. Oregon's still out there. I didn't even mention them a second ago. They still only have one loss. And while they aren't pretty, they're getting it done. They win the Pac-12 go all the way. They're going to have that impressive road win against Ohio State. The committee's going to want to put them in there. So what does that mean for us? Well, it means we don't really know what is going to happen with the four. That's the fun part of college football. We've got another five, six weeks of regular season games here to shake all of this out. And yes, next week they will release the first playoff rankings. And we'll talk about that on the Gridiron Breakdown and maybe here on Quick Hits as well. Uh, and it's a fun exercise. I actually kind of like the way that they've built that in now. They're putting it in at the end of the season. They make a TV spectacle out of it. it it's fun. It, it drives interest in the sport. But I also say this chaos factor is driving interest. Because if anyone can be beaten any weekend, 
you never know what's going to happen when you shake up the tumbler and you see what pours out. And while we may get the same final group of teams that we're kind of used to seeing in that spot, I don't know that the outcome is going to be as predictable. Because I think chaos may lead us to a familiar ending, but with a twist, with a different spin on it, if you will. In the seven years of the college football playoff, the number one seed's only won the thing twice, and that's the last two years. LSU in 2019, arguably one of the best college football teams ever put together, at least the best college offenses ever put together. And then last year's Alabama team, in a strange year when nothing was normal, Alabama ran the table, beat 10 SEC teams, and then you know blew away two playoff teams to win uh, a game where their offense just seemed completely unstoppable all season. But before then, number fours won the title two times, and the two seeds won it three times. So even being in the catbird seat wasn't necessarily a sure thing in the playoff, and being in the you know last one in didn't mean you were out of it. I think we may have more of the same dynamic this year because why is that chaos factor happening? Well, every one of those top teams, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oregon, Alabama, and if you want to factor in Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State, Wake Forest, Pitt, any of the teams that are in contention, and then even looking at the outside end, like the real stretches, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, teams like that, every one of them have one thing in common. They all have a serious flaw, a serious flaw that could get them beat. Now, so far, Georgia had no one's you know touched them. Uh, their serious flaw is we don't know if they have a deep passing game or not, and their health is a little suspect. But their defense is so severe, eh, can anybody score on them? Well, we don't know, but they also haven't played a team that has a real offense yet. They might get one this weekend. We'll see what Dan Mullen pulls out uh, for the cocktail party at Florida. But, you know, Georgia – their flaw is we don't know how great their offense is and what would they do in a game where they had to score. Oklahoma's problem is their defensive secondary. And yes, I realize it's injured, but their front is not exactly formidable either. And on offense, they can be streaky, even with the switch to Kayla Williams, which is one of the biggest gambles of the season, and it's totally paid off for them. They're still an unknown factor there or a wild card factor. Ohio State, great offense but they can be held up and not into the end zone. We've seen that happen a couple times, and their defense is still pretty suspect, particularly if you want to run on them. Um, Alabama, what's their flaw? Well, their offense is fantastic, but it kind of gets in its own way sometimes and goes in a shell. I don't know if that's play calling or execution or what, maybe a combo of both. And defensively, their defensive secondary can get out of position a lot. Uh, when a team like Tennessee, who by no stretch of the imagination is any good, can burn them a couple of times, and the way A&M burned them, and you know, late in the game Ole Miss got some stuff going against them, not a lot, it's a question mark. It means they're not unbeatable. Cincinnati, uh, you know what? They're not as good as they were last year, and I know we don't rank a team based on how they were last year, but if you were to put those two together, eh, they, they're, they're a far stretch from what they were. Their defense can be run on a little bit, and their offense can be a little clunky. Michigan, we don't know if they can throw the ball. We know they can you know, run. Michigan State, we know you can throw all over them. We don't know if they can stop anybody that can do that. And their offense can be streaky, but it can be explosive. Wake has a terrible defense and a great offense. Is that ever going to catch them? Pitt can be really weird. 
Um, but their defensive front is really good, and they've got skill players and a quarterback, but they can't really run the ball. Um, Notre Dame, eh, they don't seem to be great at anything. They're just kind of steady, but their defense is eh, a little beat up now, and their offense, they don't have much of a run game, uh, which does matter. So you see what I mean is all these teams have a flaw. And even though we're heading again toward a familiar ending, a, a setup to a climax that we are used to with some of the same players, I think that chaos factor is going to matter. And I think it's going to play pretty big into this season. So why am I saying all of this? And now's the time to lock in and get invested. Even if your team's not in it, this is going to be a fun ride to the end because truly each week, something new, something unexpected can happen. So while chaos may lead us to familiar grounds, I have a sneaky suspicion it's going to give us a very different conclusion. That's it for this episode of Quick Hits. Thanks again for supporting the show. Go to thegridironbreakdown.com to find all the places you can find the show. And we look forward to seeing you on our next full show, whether you're watching us live or listening later and watching later, or you're checking out the show here. We appreciate the support. Talk to you soon.